The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's up, guys? Welcome back to 90 Day Fiance, Crazy in Love, the podcast. I'm your co-host, John, here with my wife and co-host. They tried to cancel her, bro. They tried to cancel her. <laughs> it's one and only Uncancelable Teresa. Hello, everyone. How's everyone doing? New drinking game. Take a shot every time Charlie says, bro. Oh, my gosh. Uh, he called everyone, bro. Everyone's Jen bro. is a bro. Like, dude, Jen is a sis. <laughs> sis is a bro. Dad's a bro. Sean Robinson is a bro. Everyone's a bro. Everyone's a bro. Yeah, if that was a drinking game, I would have not made it past, I don't know, 35 seconds into his segment. I would probably still be drunk right now. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get into it, and we will get into it, a little FYI, if the sound is different, we are in a makeshift studio in Connecticut. We're kind of recording live from the bunker in Connecticut <laughs> right now because we're sheltering in place due to this hurricane slash tropical storm slash thunderstorm slash drizzle, whatever you want to call it, depending on what news you're watching. Hurricane Henri. 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 Yeah. It's not Henry. It's Henri. It's a little fancier. It's a little more international, if you will, like which it. is perfect. I feel like Henri <laughs> would be a 90-day fiancé. Yes. Right? He would be yes. He would be from France, and he would be involved <laughs> in a relationship. It, it would be interesting to watch, but at the end of the day, he would, he would blow through. Oh. Then... <laughs> <laughs> it was a little stormy. Um, yeah, he sure is blowing through. Yeah, but that's, that's why the sound may be a little bit different. Not going to get too much into why it sounds different, but we showed up to Connecticut without any of our equipment, not planning on being here. And then we had to make do, make shift. Well, we, so. we were planning on being here, not for so long. Correct. We were supposed to return Sunday. And yeah. well, here, we, here we are without any of our equipment. Well, we're going to make do because that's what we do. You got to make the best out of this in our makeshift studio. Absolutely. So before we get into the housekeeping, even, I just want to take a minute. Shout out and thanks to Mary Payne of the Pink Shade podcast. Because we couldn't mention it before our last podcast because we hadn't recorded it yet. But yeah, if you haven't listened, we guessed it on Pink Shade last week covering the tell all part one. And we had an absolute blast. Yeah, it was so much fun. So thank you, Mary Payne, if you are listening. And thank you all of you guys who listened, Mary Payne, and sent us all those cool messages, how you liked our collaboration, which we were like super excited about. And we had a blast, as John said. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, hopefully that is the first of many, because that was a really good time. Yeah, it's, fun, it's fun. nice to talk about 90 Day with you, Teresa, of course. But it's nice thank to you. it's nice to get some other opinions and thoughts, too. So that was yeah, a, for a sure. fun. A lot of fun. So yeah, make sure you check out the Pink Shade podcast. 
And thank you again to Mary Payne and to all of you for all your kind words. Thank you very much. All right. Now the housekeeping. Here we go. If you want to follow us on social media, you can and you should. And it's easy to do. All you got to do is go on Instagram and look up at 90 Day Crazy in Love. That's it. Then you follow us. You'll know when we're going live. You'll see our memes. You will be able to message us. Yeah, all these cool things. And unfortunately, we couldn't go live last night, guys, because, again, we are stuck in Connecticut. Blame it on Henri. Yeah, let's blame it all on Henri. But we're going to go live next Sunday because it's the new season. The and I can get more excited about that. Um, but let's get there. Let's get there next week. Let's finish our house cleaning. Yes. So First. follow us on Instagram at 90 Day Crazy Love. Also, make sure you're following the podcast wherever you're listening. Apple, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher. All you have to do is look down and smash that follow button. Yeah, guys. Smash it like it's... And I totally forgot to prepare uh, my catchphrase. Gosh. I know. I know. Well, Give- shit like it's as hot as Carlos Tiffany's dad. Because that one never gets old. That one never cools down. He is the hottest. Someone has a real man crash <laughs> on Carlos. But- he is the hottest dad of all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's... My dad used to all be right. very hot. All right. Used, dad, used to be. I, don't, I forget who... It may have been Mary Payne we were talking to about checks in the nude checks in the flesh <laughs> which was yeah. i subscribed to in in high school but checks in the flesh i think we were talking about with mary Payne, and then you went and facetimed your dad the next day and he, and was, he was just sitting there in his speedo like classic check that <laughs> in the kitchen his belly out hello li- living the best life <laughs> but listen let, let, let me just do this Guys, smash that bo- subscribe button like it's super duper summer hot because it's oh, a hot summer wow, and so it's original. almost over. So much originality Almost in that over. One. Oh, please. Give me a break. Even like, Give me a break. Even like end of August hot would have been better than summer hot. No, summer hot. Smash it summer like hot your, sounds hot. Smash it like your summer love. Like your Ooh. summer flooding. Come on. Ooh. Come on. I'll help okay. you. I'll help you on the next one. No, I'll help myself on the next one. Okay. <laughs> Let's, I'm blaming this on Henri. I'm blaming everything. On everything. Henry. If anything okay. goes wrong, it's Henri. Okay. Last but certainly not least, if you haven't left a review, if you could take five or ten seconds, rate and review the podcast, especially if you listen on Apple Podcasts, it really helps us out. It helps us get noticed. It lets us know how you guys feel about the podcast. And again. You don't have to write a paragraph or anything. We love when you do because we love to hear your thoughts. But if you just want to say, great job or keep up the good work or, hey, maybe you should try this or that, let us know. We love the ratings and the reviews. We sure do. And it always makes our day. Guys, no kidding. Sometimes John is like, hey, did you see that review? And if I didn't, I go and check it out. And it literally, literally makes my day. All right, Every well, single time. Speaking of making days with reviews, I have a very, very nice one I would like to read here. Let's do it. This one comes to us from MelGR421, who Ooh, gives us hello. five stars. I like it already. Titled Great Entertainment. Hmm. She writes, I've recently discovered this podcast through another podcast I listen to on the regular. So thankful I found it. 
love the dynamic of the hosts, love their perspectives of all these crazy shows. Hate Hurricane Henri. No, I just added that little. (laughs) (laughs) They write, I feel like if we were in the same room, we would keep each other laughing. This is just what a podcast should be. Highly recommend. And that is from MelGR421. Thank you. What a review. You. You did just make my day. And... They write, discovered this podcast through another podcast, so that, again, must be Mary Payne and Pink Shade. So thank you yeah. once again. We can't thank you enough for that opportunity. Thank you, guys. Henri ruined my day, but <laughs> you you just fixed it. Mel, thank my you. Day just thank got so much better. Yeah. So thank Her- you very much. It's a lovely, lovely review. Hurricane Mel coming through and just sprinkling niceties Ooh, all I over like us. That. Yeah. So thank you. That's awesome. <laughs> and again, if you haven't left a rating or review, be like Mel. And do so it means a lot to us. Thank you very much. All right. Before we get into the episode, should we do a little? Should we do a little ninety day? By the way. Oh yeah, as always, ninety day. By the way, one of my favorite segments. Right <laughs> after outfits, this segment. I was going to say we only have probably two segments. One is mine. One is yours. <laughs> so I'm glad that yours is your favorite, and then the only other segment comes in second. I'm just being honest right here. That's what we want is honesty. Okay, honesty. Let's, let's do it. Let's do, by the way, number one. Okay. If you remember a few months back, I did a by the way about Stephanie. She got into a little trouble with Michigan's attorney general because she was on TV making claims that the injections she sells at her med spa, she said they can prevent COVID. Stephanie, okay, Stephanie and Ryan. Yes, thank you for clarifying. Stephanie. Yes. Uh, from Belize. And, yeah. Yes, so, I remember. <laughs> okay, so nothing much came of that for a while. This was months ago when this story first broke. And I remember the attorney general saying, you have 10 days to make a statement, retract your claims. Mm-hmm. But I don't think she did. Well, just the other day, a couple of days ago, she seemed to finally take action and settle this thing, I think, once and for all. And attorney general Dana Nessel said on Wednesday that she and Stephanie entered an assurance of voluntary compliance after Stephanie touted the injection as possibly preventing COVID-19. And as part of this agreement, Stephanie had to post a public retraction on her Instagram account for a month. She had to post this thing for a month, warn customers of the side effects of the injection, and pay $4,000 to the Department of the Attorney General to cover the costs of the investigation into her case. Oh, wow. Wait, just $4,000? Yes. That's not so, that bad. Not sure if she paid the 4K. I don't think she posted that public retraction, at least not for a month, because the retraction had to say, according to the agreement, whatever this injectable is does not treat or prevent COVID-19, has not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration for the treatment or prevention of COVID-19, and Skin Envy apologizes if any customer concluded otherwise. That's what she had to post. I think I saw an Instagram story where she posted that but we Mm -hmm. all know those go away after 24 hours yeah right so that's not for a month the only thing that's posted on her actual instagram is a statement that says i admit to no wrongdoing wait i admit to no wrongdoing basically saying oh i did nothing wrong yeah basically the opposite of what she agreed to do and again i'm not a lawyer so maybe there's some legal legalese and some terminology that is being lost on me but from what i can tell from what a layman can tell she's posting i didn't do anything wrong unless she posted the retraction on her 
spa account. Does she have a spa oh, account? I, I didn't go that deep. See? That would have been smart. I didn't go that deep. Maybe. 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 But still, she should. Oh, come on. Either way, don't. Come on, Stephanie. Don't, don't post a retraction on one account and on the other account say, I did nothing wrong. Yeah. But I still don't know. Maybe she did. Maybe she did not post it. What I do know is she's not really owning up to her mistake. I wonder if she can get punished for that. Uh, I mean, probably. if this is being handled by, you know, the attorney general and the department, whatever, mm-hmm. and the governor is involved, that doesn't sound like something that you can just like brush under a table, under right. a carpet, right. whatever you brush it under. Who knows? Let's see. <laughs> Let's see. Because it's she's she's a ball of entertainment. She's a ball of crazy, a ball of entertainment. I'm going to follow this. I'm going to see if anything else comes yeah, of it. Yeah, for sure. But that's, by the way, number one. Interesting. I had no idea, but this is good. That's why we do by the ways. Love it. Okay. By the way, number two, mm-hmm. fan favorites Lauren and Alexi have just welcomed baby number two. Woohoo! I did see this one on I IG. Did. I yes. did. Okay. Their newborn baby boy, born on August 16th, which Lauren said was much earlier than expected. So we know that's not always the best circumstance. Baby mm. Bavarnik was born weighing 5 pounds, 7 ounces, 19 inches tall. That's uh, pretty dude, tiny. It's a tiny baby. Isn't it? Yeah, and I think she said that's similar to what Shy mm. weighed. But it does seem like this was somewhat premature. She said it was mm-hmm. much earlier than expected, so that can cause cause that. Um, and due to some unforeseen circumstances, he was in the NICU, which is mm. which is not the, great news. The the newborn intensive care unit. Okay, um, but was he in the incubator? He looked. Yeah, I saw a photo. Looked like he was in the incubator. But Lauren says, "Baby Varnick is recovering well, and they're looking forward to getting home." So, congrats to them. Maybe we'll see the new baby on an upcoming season of Pillow Talk. Nice, yeah, for sure. Honestly, I knew she was pregnant, of course. I didn't know she was that pregnant. Well, I think, who knows how early she was, but she gave birth earlier than nine months, for sure, so. Mm, interesting. But congrats, you guys, if you by any chance listening to us. Yeah. <laughs> congrats. Absolutely, congrats. Do we know the name? She was writing something, and I, I didn't write it down because I was like, is that the name? And it's like, baby, let me look it up now. Now I'm curious. Oh, I'm naming, gonna, naming a baby, baby, that would be pretty no, bold. Right, but it was like part, baby Boten. But one Boten. word, one word, B-A-B-Y-B-O-T-E-N, baby Boten, baby Boten. Baby Boten, that's a cool name. Maybe that's, I don't know, Israeli for, <laughs> I don't know, for baby boy. I don't know. I don't Interesting. Know. Interesting. the tough questions today. I'm sure we'll learn. I'm always curious about names because there are so many. And you can name your baby literally anything in America and it's acceptable. Like I can m- m- name my baby an iPad and people will be like, oh my gosh, like your iPad is so beautiful. And they will be talking about a baby yeah. and it would be okay. If you're Elon Musk, you can name it like a mathematical equation. Yeah, I don't even know how to like how X do you call that baby? To beep up beep boop. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know either. But Shy is telling a, you like a- a cool anything's name. possible in America. Yes, Shy is a cool name. And that's that's the first 
baby of theirs. Mm-hmm. It's the land of the free. Bebe. Shout out to <laughs> Shit's Creek. Shit's Creek. <laughs> Bebe. Okay. All right. Enough about other television shows. Let's talk about the reason we're here. The reason we're here is Sunday <sighs> night, 90 Day Fiance. Happily ever after, question mark. Question mark. Always a question mark. The tell-all part, too. Listen, since we didn't go live, unfortunately, guys, on our live, we always rate the show by how many passports the show gets. So it's like one passport, it's like it sucked. I don't think we've ever had one passport. I don't think so either. Well, someone someone did say one passport on some episodes. I just mean season us. Oh, that's very true. Yeah. So one passport, it sucks. Five passports, it's like out of control. Easy to please, I guess. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Thank you for the translation. Yeah. But how many passports would you get to this tell all part two, aka the last episode of this mm, season? Okay. I'm going to go 3.5. Nice, because that's what I was going for. I was going okay. 3 to 3.5. So, yeah. I thought it was I'm good. I'm right there with you. I thought it was pretty good too. It wasn't as good as the first one. No. I but mean, it- the first one was literally. Almost five passports, if not five passports. Wow. But this was, was this one was good. I mean, for a tell-all. Let's just be honest. We've seen some pretty bad tell-alls this year. Yeah. <laughs> this one, compared to everything else, was pretty, pretty, pretty good. Let it, David. <laughs> All right. Let's, <laughs> let's get into it. Because okay. we, we pick up where we left off with the breasts seen around the world. I have still not gotten that image out of my head, but here they are again. In case anyone forgot, here they are again. Because we're picking up with a lot of people's least favorite couple now. (laughs) Angela. And? Michael. (laughs) Now now forget my neighbors. My parents are probably like, what was that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, our neighbors are probably thinking like, Wait a minute. Are the guys alive? It's Monday. <laughs> no one's yelling, Maga! Yeah. Now my parents are going to... I can't even do that. I can't parents are going to sit us down and have a long talk about why their <laughs> son is yelling Michael out. <laughs> okay. Yes. Angela and Michael. Angela's hooting and hollering, storming off the set. And Michael just sitting back like, you see what I have to deal with? You see this? This is what I have to deal with. Like we haven't watched 90 seasons of Angela. Already, we know. Uh, Michael. Yeah. We know. And I, I love what Kahani goes like, Brandon. How was your first time at the strip club? <laughs> yeah, D- he goes different than I expected. It, it had, had a classic cigarette smell, though. I'm sure it smelled very similar to a strip club, but different well, than he expected. Mm-hmm. Well, all the cast members were just like, "What did we just witness?" Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Angela, <laughs> she's storming off backstage talking about psychic Tracy and how she thinks when Tracy was talking about another woman in Michael's life, that woman must be Aunt Lydia. And I missed, I guess I missed this when Angela was talking to Tracy that psychic Tracy said something about a woman with the letter L. Mm. Did you hear that in one of their conversations? I don't not recall. Yeah, because now she's saying, oh, yeah, when Tracy was talking about another woman, she had a letter L. And it's like, okay. All right. Oh, so now, that makes so now sense. She's thinking Tracy must be referring to Aunt Lydia. 
That would make sense if Tracy ever got anything, right? Right. Which, with a British accent, when you got a British accent, you can get, you're like a weatherman. You can say we're going to have a, a terrible hurricane, and then it could just be a breeze. It could be a breeze, but when you have an accent, you accept it. Are you talking about my accent, too? No, with your I don't trust anything you say. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, <Some accents>. I... <laughs> yeah, Ugh. sorry. This is my husband, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, ladies John. And gentlemen. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> Hello. So... Okay, Angela's, she's off hooting and hollering. So Sean asks everyone their opinion of Angela. And we love that. We love when people talk behind other people's backs. Oh, yeah. So now that she's gone, let's hear what you guys think of her. Yara, she's just too much. She's and extra. literally, everything that comes out of Yara's mouth on this Stella, I'm like, yes, girlfriend. Like, I'm totally, it's something I either said before or I'm thinking right now. I don't know if it's this Eastern European thing. Probably not because Julia's not really going there. Yeah. But anything Yara says, I'm like, yes. Yeah. Thank you for saying that because it's literally what I'm trying to say. Teresa was sitting next to me this entire episode like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, I get it. <laughs> You tell him, Yara. Yeah. So no, seriously, I totally there was nothing she said I disagreed with. Okay, how about taking your baby and moving to Ukraine? Well, I get it because she is always alone. Okay, we'll get there then. Okay. Get, prepare for the wrath of John. Ooh. Prepare prepare for Hurricane John because I don't <laughs> I don't agree well, with that. I'll need, I'll tell you why I do, but we'll get there. Okay. So Yara, yeah, thinks Angel's extra. Kalani is like, that's Angela. She's very passionate about a lot of things. Well, that's a nice way to say it. That's a nice way to put it. Yeah, what is she passionate about besides being a jackass? Just yelling at Michael. She's very passionate about <laughs> spousal abuse. Very passionate about it. Very into it. Listen, I know people hate her. People love her. People love to hate her. You know, some people are trying to cancel Angela, whatever it is. How I see it, right? I. I'm not the biggest fan of Angela, but no. but she's always been this way. So if you are trying to cancel her, you should have canceled her a long time ago because she's always been abusing Michael. And, we, and all of us used to love watching it. It's almost probably similar to when you're in a relationship with her. We as viewers go, maybe she'll change. Right? I think she can change. And then after so many seasons, you go, nah, she's not changing. Cancel her. Yeah. Sign the petition. Right? Yeah. But we're not surprised by yeah. her behavior. We should not be surprised by not her behavior. Listen, I, I would be more surprised if she started being nice. <laughs> That's very true. Listen, I'm very much against how she treats Michael. That's literally no-no. Yeah. Um, I think the only reason why Michael is still putting up with it is the shining green car that he sees mm-hmm. coming to America. But... Yeah, that that just sucks. But she's always been this way, always since day one. Since she landed in Nigeria, I'm sure she yelled at him within like ten minutes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, so that's that's Kalani. Andre says Mike likes to play with her feelings a little bit. That I I don't know, Andre. I don't <laughs> think so, Andre. Are you watching the same couple as we do? Yeah. Libby piles on and says, "Yeah," and Michael isn't standing up or supporting her. So uh, that's an interesting conversation they're having. Mm-hmm. At home between Libby and Andre, I think, because they're out on their own little island, I think, with their opinion. And then Michael says, it's not that I don't support Angela. 
I just want her to take her point, make her point, and then let another person talk. Then let Aunt Lydia talk. You've screamed. You've made your point. Now, hear what the other person has to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only thing that I would say about this is that Michael should probably tell Aunt Lydia what he's telling Angela. I feel like there is some sort of miscommunication where he's telling Aunt Lydia that, yeah, 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 like, we'll have kids, like, we'll, we'll work on it. Like, Angela's totally on board. Meanwhile, Angela is telling him, hey, I don't know if we can. I can see. I can try. I don't know. And I feel like Michael needs to make it clearer for everyone. Yeah, but so and it's almost like he's afraid. Yes, but it's almost like he's afraid. He's yeah. afraid of Aunt Lydia. He's afraid of Angela's reaction. So I feel like he's just kind of like, you know, playing it down. Almost like, oh, let's see what's going to happen. Yeah, because again, if he wants that green card, he doesn't want to rock the boat. Yes. Okay. So they, everyone gives their opinion. <laughs> Angela and Skyla, they're outside smoking. And I do have to say, seeing those those high ponies in the daylight, I take back everything I said. I don't think it's a good look. I think I defended them a little too hard. Um, because when you see them in sunlight, not good. <laughs> well, nothing looks too good in, in the sunlight. Every talking? single time... <laughs> No, 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 I was going to say, every single time like you put like makeup on and everything, right? Yeah. It looks great at night. It looks great when you go out to a club and then you step on a sunlight and you see how much has been done. So I feel like in the studio, it looks great, right? But then you are outside and the yeah. sun reveals all the imperfections. Yeah, yeah. Not a good, not a good look. So I take that back. Okay. So then they do, they finally come back to the set, Angela and Skyle come back in and Angela apologizes for being vulgar but she only apologizes for how she acted not what she said which I was surprised she even apologized I know I know it's not something very new I really literally thought she's gonna storm back keep yelling at everyone which she actually did uh but that would be it yeah but it was a half-assed apology at best which Michael did this weird club it wasn't Wait. a club. Did you, he was like, he was like, almost like, like, what do you call it? Like brushing off his hands. Like, okay, I'm done. Done with this. He was probably right? trying to kill like a fly or something. Yeah. It wasn't like a, yes, a good job. Good job. No, it was like, yeah. Like it brushing like, it off. Like It was a half-ass applause for a half-assed. It was almost like, you know what it was? It was a sarcastic clap. Oh, or he was trying to start a slow clap. Like, imagine, like, <laughs> and then, like, everyone started clapping along. Yeah, well. The whole that, that thing up. No, it did not that happen. That didn't happen. Definitely <laughs> did not happen. <laughs> okay. Uh, what does happen is Lydia not accepting the apology. She keeps carrying on about how Michael's a Nigerian man and he should have his own children and she's not going to change her thoughts on that. And she doesn't think she's overstepping any boundaries, which... I think she is. Like, dude, I mean, oh my gosh, who am I, Charlie? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Lydia, Aunt Lydia, just like, take care of your relationship. Like, come on. Like, I would be annoyed too if there was a family member who would try to interfere with our lives. And think about it. She's telling Michael, oh, you got to have more kids. You got to have more kids. How many kids do you have, Lydia? And why aren't you worried about them? She should probably connect with Lucina. Right. They would have a lot to talk about. <laughs> I have nine children. And I do whatever the men tell me. Well, She's then, like, uh, I have nine children and I'm not selfish. It's like, okay, okay Lucina. 
But then <laughs> Lydia, worry about your own kids. Yeah, for right? sure. So yeah. then Sean asks Angela, what are your feelings on a baby now? And Angela, this is probably the most clear she's been about this. She says, I'm done with the baby talk. She says, Michael can take Lydia's advice. Go find a Nigerian woman if he wants to have a baby. She's done. Yeah. And she's more mad at Michael than at Lydia for all this. Yeah, you always got to be more mad at your partner because your partner is the only one you really care about. Very true. That's very true. And your partner should defend you and have your best interest. So she could be mad at Lydia, but she's really mad at Michael for not Mm -hmm. keeping Lydia in line. And that's pretty much it because Angela just keeps yelling at Michael. He's a liar. He's a son of a biatch. Oh, hello. And she's done. She's like, Scala, let's go. Let's get out of here. I feel like you missed the point where she said when she was recovering, she caught Michael out somewhere where there was booty popping music. Oh, I didn't even see. I didn't even hear that. What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Booty <laughs> popping music. Okay. Yeah. That's when Angela's like, you know what? I don't even want a divorce. We married in Nigeria. It isn't even legit here. She's like, so fuck you and have a good life. You see, like sometimes like I don't fully get because she yells so much. Yeah. That there are a few things that I miss here and there. Yeah. Well, my brain la- probably blocks it off. We laughed because Sean Sean goes, I think this is the first time someone has walked off twice. Yes. <laughs> first time in the 90 day history that someone walked off twice. Yeah. So then, yeah, they're out, they're backstage, and Michael calls Angela, I guess, to try to reconcile quickly. And Angela says, I loved you. But where were you before when I needed you? I'm done in my hot. I got my hot little outfit on and I'm going to go get some attention. And then she holds her phone to her new boobs and says, now you see them. Now you don't. And she hangs up like like a titty magician over there. Oh, titty magician. I like that. (laughs) So then, yeah, she leaves. She gets in a cab and she sticks her head and goes, hello, are you married? And then that's where. That's where it ends. It's crazy. It's gross. I think it's it's so gross just the way she's trying to now. Good. I'm glad she found sexuality. I'm glad she's feeling herself now. Mm-hmm. But the way she's just like, oh, hey, are you married, cab driver? But it's like, come on. You would cut off Michael's penis. Like she has been really got in a cab with herself. a female driver. Oh, yeah. Oh, she's God, yeah. Well, she's the only one feeling herself now. So she's got to do it extra hard because no, everyone's so turned off by her now. She's not getting any of it. Well, give it give it some time. Give it some time. There are people who are going to go after the oh, titties. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What I was going to say is, like, remember we talked about Baby, a.k.a. Biniam, mm-hmm. on the last episode. And you said that someone saw Angela. It was Andrew, actually, who saw Angela in the crowd, right? At Baby's it, MMA at fight. At Baby's MMA fight, right. And it looked like she was wearing the same outfit as during the towel, which... I found that picture and she wasn't. Okay. But she was wearing a two-piece outfit. She was wearing a belly shirt. Uh, are we doing outfits the segment right now? We are doing a little, <laughs> little outfits the segment. You know, I like inserting that Eat randomly. Hurricane can't stop outfits the segment. No one can stop outfits the segment. <laughs> okay, but, sorry. Well, she was wearing it was a red outfit, right? So it was similar as the tello, but mm-hmm. it was a two-piece. She was wearing a belly shirt. Hello. I don't wear a belly shirt. Hello. 
like her and i'm glad you don't confidence is just so high up and you know she did all the surgery so i get it but imagine like my mom is more or less angela's age if my mom was wearing a belly shirt i would be like oh hell no oh hell no yeah (laughs) okay so it was a little outfit segment should we then talk about michael because we come back later in this episode and Sean comes back to talk to Michael now that Angela's gone. So I think we should cover this portion too. Well, now you skipped ahead something Uh-oh. fun that we actually laughed at. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I know what I skipped ahead. Oh, so Joey, basically Joey. Sean said, Angela left for good. And Jovi said, I heard her doctor is in New York. Yeah. <laughs> Jovi is everyone under the bus this tell mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wonder if he actually was or if that was just Jovi being funny. I wouldn't be surprised if Dr. Obang me just flew to NYC to support his favorite client. Absolutely. Okay. So then let's talk about Michael. Michael after the break. Yes. Yeah. So now that Angela has left the building, Sean wants to talk to Michael freely about everything. So Sean asks Michael, what do you think about Angela's new body? And he admits he likes it. Mm. He says he's always been a boobs man. And he always plays with tits whenever he sees them. You, do, you done did it to yourself now, Michael, because now that you opened up that conversation, Sean's got a follow-up. Oh, yeah. She's going to bring back the one thing that we literally died laughing when, when yes. they show it on the show. And it's the fact that Michael was being breastfed until the age of nine. He says it. Right. She, <laughs> Sean, Sean brings up that he was breastfed until nine. And you can hear the whole cast at the same time go, oh, <laughs> like all their reaction was so good. And then you just hear one person like, what? And Drake was like, that's really weird. Yeah. <laughs> Yara goes, that's why you like big boobies. That explains that's exa- everything. That's exactly, that's exactly why. Yara, that's exactly why. Maybe we want to ask Jovi when he stopped breastfeeding. Huh? What's, yeah. your, what's your sometimes, reason? Sometimes Jovi acts like he still is. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So then, okay, then Michael tries to defend himself, but just digs himself into a bigger hole because he's like, it's my mom. She's always home. So I just play with her boobs. Touch it. Come on. It's my mom. Poor Michael probably had no toys when he was a child. So it's like his mom. It's like his mom is friends with benefits. Right. It's like, well, she's always home. So I'd I'd play with her boobs. Like it was just easy. It's an an easy way. Right. She's always home. So I just play with her boobs. Your mind just went to a dark place. That's what he said. (laughs) I know. But basically. Michael ends this saying, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that's very true, Michael. It is what it is. <sighs> I, like, where was Sean? We needed her to ask Lydia what was going on with this. Like, what have you heard about this? And was Lydia the person that Michael was also playing do you, with? Do you have any family videos of this? Do you, have, do you have any family photos in your family photo album of Michael at nine? Hopefully not. Hopefully not. I honestly, I feel like everyone has some weird photos in their photo albums growing up. Okay. This one would probably be on the on the weirder side. So take the cake. I mean, you don't have any. Um, 
I don't I don't know. Probably me like in a bathtub or something. Not that that's, that's weird, nothing. but it's it's nothing. <laughs> you wanna know you wanna know what's in my family album? You don't know what I was doing in that bathtub. Um yeah, what's I don't what's, wanna know. <laughs> what uh what's what's the weird photo that you're thinking of? Oh, we have a few. My parents used to love nude beaches. Okay. But they also brought the camera. We have a lot of photos of my parents naked and me naked Yikes. pausing on the beach. It's in the family photos photo album that you can actually look at when we're in check. I feel like nude beaches are like strip clubs. Cameras are not allowed. Oh, they are allowed. Or they used to be. Hashtag Europe. Hashtag family photo. Okay, can we move on? <laughs> yes. Let's move on. Any, before it gets any weirder, because we are at my parents' house right now, and we may end up looking at photo albums at some point. So, Well, unless you your parents were nudists, I feel like we're good. Okay, let's move on. Let's, let's, talk, let's move on. Let's talk about Libby and Andre. So, so you go ahead. I was just going to say, I was a little disappointed about this segment because I expected some damn oh, action. I, I loved it. Bro. I loved it, oh, but I loved it. But I was expecting more. Let's okay. talk about it. Okay, so we start off with Libby and Andre. We learn Ellie is good, yada yada yada. Then Sean turns the conversation to the family business, and we learn Andre. He's still working for the business. They flipped a couple houses already, and things are good. And as Libby says, Andre hammers the fridge, and I do the interiors. Mm-hmm. Things are going great. She's happy to dad a.k.a. my boy Chuck and Andre are getting along. It's the dream come true for Libby. Yes. And then Sean brings up the babysitter debacle, the secret babysitter. Oh. Okay. And she asks what the issue is with getting a babysitter. And Andre says, if Libby works at home, what's the need for a babysitter? Which Libby made a good point saying, when you were at home, you didn't work full-time. You were just watching the baby. Like I understand working with a kid. I, I could not do it. There is no. no freaking way I can watch a child and do what I do for a living. No way, right? So, so I get that. But I was going to say, if I was working for my dad, let's say, and there was some wiggle room that I could maybe you know adjust my hours or work it around, maybe, maybe, possibly. But when you're taking photos of your asshole for OnlyFans, you don't want someone <laughs> watching the kid. You want the kid to be taken care of in another room. Okay, so I do support the babysitter. In, <laughs> That's a good point. In that instance, <laughs> right? But Libby says, I have reasons for needing a babysitter. Andre, not getting it. I feel like Andre has watched a lot of babysitter porn. I will say that, so maybe that's messing with his idea of a babysitter, I could see him watching that. But here's the thing. Andre's whole argument is, I don't want to leave my child alone with a babysitter, with a stranger. Which I understand. But Libby's there too. Libby's working from home. That's very, that's, that's a good point too. Oof. So You're making good points. So I get it. You don't want to leave your kid alone with a babysitter. Completely understand. But if Libby's in one room and... Ellie and the babysitter's in another room, Andre should be comfortable with that. Yes, I agree. Plus, you know, if you can go all these, like, babysitter websites and you have to submit your background checks, like, they go deep. Like, oh, yeah. they, 
make sure that the person coming into your house is not a psycho. So it's not like, oh, you meet someone on the street and you're like, oh, you want to watch my kids? You you do? Come over. Come over wonder, with me. I wonder if I'll be okay using like a care.com or something because I'm sketched out by most Uber drivers. True. But you can also, you know, you have friends. Oh, you guys know of someone great you use or you heard of or like you will be able to listen. I was an au pair. They basically picked me off of the internet. We but just they, chatted. They really but screened I, you. They did. I did have to submit this like excessive background check, like all these things, answer all these crazy questionnaires. Like I had to go to the doctor, like crazy stuff, right? But it still didn't guarantee that I'm gonna be a normal person. No. Right? Right? I could have been a psycho. I've met all pairs who were psychos who literally what they did, I was just like, whoa, like if I was the family I would probably never get a opera again. Oh yeah, okay. Like you'd so, never know. How about Kalani chiming in saying, "I'm all for getting babysitters and help." Kalani, you don't even have a job. Like Kalani and Aswelu have a living babysitter, and they don't even have one full job between the two of them. Like Andre has a part-time job. Kalani does not have a job, and she's like, "I'm all for getting babysitters." That's true. You know, I always tell you that, and this is. Because how I grew up, and this is Europe, in the Czech Republic, when you have a baby, you can stay home with the baby for three years. And if you were employed prior to delivering a baby, your employer has to keep your job. They have to wait three years for you. You get your salary, etc. I think you get like 70% of your salary. If you were unemployed before, you can still stay home for three years. The state pays you some money, right? So, and I always think it's important to bond with a baby when it's a baby. Unfortunately, in the U.S., it doesn't work this way. But I think you should use every single time you have to do this. And then after three years of being with a baby nonstop, you're going to be like, anybody take my baby. Any strangers here want to take my baby? I've been with this baby for three years nonstop. Somebody take this baby. Well, then they go to preschool. Sure. Somehow, I guess. I don't know how that works. But yes. Yeah, that's what I did. Three years at home with my mom, and then I went to preschool. Okay. Then Sean turns the conversation to the biggest baby, Charlie. Oh, Charlie. Libby says, since he attacked multiple people in the room at that cookout, they haven't been in touch. They've cut Charlie out of their life. Which, honestly, everything they said up to this point is kind of going to not be that true moving forward okay he made it sound like everything is amazing charlie's cut out like who cares but wait for it well also if he really does have substance abuse issues you shouldn't just turn your back to him you should try to help him yes right and it that's true it turns out chuck isn't even talking with charlie and ronald goes this is flipping serious which should be the name of their house flipping spinoff. This is flipping serious. <laughs> Ronald and his random yeah. comments. Thank you, Ronald. Great. Yeah, thank you. So, okay. Hold on to your panties, Teresa. Ooh. And Chuck. My boy Chuck walks in with only one <laughs> pair of sunglasses. I know. Not wearing them, though, right? Not wearing, just on his head. I'm pretty sure. Oh, wait, no. He had no head. You could oh, see yeah. his beautiful head. Yeah, no, I don't think he had any glasses. No, sunglasses, no hat. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, that was a little disappointing for me. That I don't was think a we've, classic look. I don't think we ever said it on the podcast, but we always just comment to ourselves. Chuck always at least has one to two pairs of glasses mm-hmm. on his body, but never on his face, like on his head and on his shirt. shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that he did not have any glasses on. Okay, but he comes in and Sean comes right out and asks, what happened? The family used to be a union. Now it's fractured. And Chuck just points to Andre and goes, he happened. And you can see Libby's face. She just like rolled her eyes. A classic Libby all. Well, she goes, there were always problems. They don't just happen because another person is in the room. These problems are just coming out again. We always had them. And Sean goes, you had to pick between your son and your son-in-law. You chose your son-in-law? And he Chuck's chose like, no Yeah, he says, I didn't choose anyone. When Andre asked for 100 k I knew I wasn't giving that money. But what I saw in that, in that ask, in that question, I saw Andre's drive. I knew he Ooh. wanted to work. Wait, what? Like, well, I well, kind of see his thought, but at the same time, it's like his drive, his his desire to work. He just asked someone for a hundred thousand dollars, and that's the thing. Like that's literally his next thought, saying, "Oh, the drama started when Andre asked me for a hundred k." It's like you just said you saw a potential in him. <laughs> okay, so then we bring Jen into the conversation, who's not there in person for some reason. She's on Skype. And- Why did Jen look like Becky? This is the first time that I was like, wait a minute, that's not oh, Becky? I don't know. The first time that I saw they looked very similar. I didn't think about it, but I did have to double check my notes when I wrote down Jen. I was like, wait, is it Jen? Yeah, so maybe you're right. Yeah, it was Jen. It was Jennifer. So she comes in and Sean asks her, how do you feel about Andre having such a big role in the family business? And Jen feels the same as she always did she thinks andre is still taking advantage of chuck trying to manipulate chuck and trying to manipulate him by asking for a hundred thousand dollars and even well, chuck's like how's yeah. that manipulation it's not i mean honestly yes it was a very bold crazy move but he just went and asked jen shows all of her cards here because she goes well he was asking for something Big. He was asking for something unattainable that Chuck could not give him, but would feel bad and offer him something smaller, like a job. And it's like Jen, oh my gosh, that that must be what you do. You must ask your husband for a Porsche, and then he feels bad that he can't give it to you, so he gives you like a Lexus. Like that's clearly her way of manipulating people. Because That's an interesting way to put it, yeah. Anyone to just jump to that conclusion of like, oh, Andre was asking for 100K, knowing Chuck wouldn't give him 100K, but instead of giving him something smaller, it's like, huh? How did you make that conclusion? Well, probably a live experience, as you just said. I can totally I, see that. Right? She wrote <laughs> on like Seventeen Magazine or something. Oh, uh, yeah. Go Plus, big, and then they'll give you something small. Yeah. Plus, she thinks that Andre is just going to stop Chuck in the bag. He's going to learn everything and then start his own business and go against Chuck. Right. Like, really, Jen? Wait, wait a minute. Isn't that what you're planning on doing? Well, Sean brings up the family spinoff, the business that Jen, Becky, and Thomas talked about starting. And Libby goes, talk about betrayal. Andre would never do that. 
Chuck had no idea that this was even a thought. That's another office line where remember they were trying to get like Michael Scott and this other branch manager. Oh, yeah. And like the other manager just used that new position to get a better offer somewhere else. And Jim's like, say what you about Michael Scott. He would never do that. That's very true. I remember that. Andre would never do that. Andre would know. Well, Andre always talking about starting his own business once he gets the 100K. <laughs> That's actually true. So let's true. not give him all this credit. That's very true. But I don't think, and he said it too, that he would not go against Chuck. And my boy Chuck is like, he wouldn't because if he tried, he's going to lose. Right. So Chuck didn't know about this spinoff business. He's shocked to learn about it. But Jen goes, we were just pissed. And then she blames it on Thomas. She was like, it was Thomas's idea. Let me down someone who's not even here. Here comes the bus. Yeah, throwing Thomas under it. Thomas is probably like, damn, I shouldn't have said anything. (laughs) First time I'm talking and... Why did I open my mouth this season? Why was I even on the season? Right, why didn't he come on the tell-all? I think him and Becky are just like done with this maybe for a while. They said it, they stormed off, you remember? Thomas was yelling. I have have a wonderful son. <laughs> We're done with this drama. Yeah. <laughs> so then Jen just keeps going on and on her classic rant about Andre taking more and more money out of her pocket. And I don't get it. Jen doesn't understand that growing a business can mean more money for everyone. It's like bring in Andre, get more houses, everyone can make more money. Well, I feel like, again, that issue is Andre himself. Right. They they keep forgetting about the actual business. Right. Aspect right. of this whole thing, right? They're, they're more worried about the drama. And basically Andrew's like, Oh well, if she feels like this, it's it's okay, we'll get rid of her. Yeah. Like Chuck's not having that though. <laughs> Chuck Chuck wants to keep everyone on board. He still yeah. values Jen. Mm-hmm. And Joby chimes in once again and it's like, You have the wrong mentality. You need to work together, not try to force people out. It's just very true. Like, if it's about the business, it's about a business. You should make the business your priority and forget that you are related. And that's where my girl Yara steps in saying that, oh, you have an interesting family. She feels bad for Chuck and basically makes her point about you should you should just kick everyone out of your family business and just, you know, go to Bahamas, buy a yacht, yeah. like, <laughs> live your life, Charles. Well, everyone has something to say, but my favorite was Julia. When she piped up and was like, Chuck is such a nice guy. Elizabeth, you have such a great father. And my mother is single. She can see the money. Everyone's coming for your man, Teresa. Everyone's coming for, but everyone feels bad for Chuck. Listen, I've been saying this this whole time. You can say whatever you want about Chuck. Whatever he does outside the show, I don't care. I don't see it on TV. What I see on TV, I feel bad for him. Okay. All right. I'm sending a distant hug to Chuck. (laughs) Okay. So now (laughs) let's bring on the real drama. Let's bring on Charlie. He's mad. He's mad, bro. Come on, bro. I'm mad. So Charlie comes out. And they put him on the lovebird bench with Chuck. That's literally what I wrote down in my notes. The lovebird bench. Charlie, Charlie is sharing the lovebird bench with Chuck. Uh, Chuck. Chuck, who just said he doesn't talk to Charlie, is now being forced to sit on the lovebird bench. And Charlie has mixed Charlie. feelings about it. 
Yeah, they barely fit on the Lovebird bench. These two. That's it was really literally why. it was the perfect size. That's really why. That's I felt what. Bad. That's what a Lovebird bench is all about. So you're so close together. You're like touching a little bit. That's actually so little, true. Yeah, you know, a little little something is going on in there. A little love boop bench. Little you boop mm-hmm. together. Yeah. Okay. So Sean <laughs> Sean wastes no time. She's like, let's roll the tape and let's all watch the last moment this family ever spoke to each other. The big fight. Yeah, so they play the family cookout footage. And it never gets old. I love watching this scene. And it's like, literally, Charlie walks in and it's like three seconds. They chit-chat, yell at each other, and literally they start fighting like right away. Immediately. Right away. Immediately. That was not even like... I almost feel like every fight has a build-up, but I feel like this fight has been building up for several seasons. It escalated quicker than Asuelu and Lucina. Hockling Lucina. Yeah, escalated way quicker. <laughs> so then we cut back to the set, and Charlie goes, my question is, how do you let your son-in-law act like that in your house, bro? Who calls their dad bro? Who calls everyone bro? Is bro a side effect of cocaine? Like, you may may experience upset stomach, diarrhea of the mouth, constant broing. Like, he could not stop saying bro. Well, and I think it was Jen who said it, that the drunk Charlie is very different from the sober Charlie, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. So this was a sober Charlie who I felt like he's trying to be so chilled and almost like saying bro made him look chill. Like, uh, I almost feel like he walked in there saying, okay, I am portrayed as a total ass. I am going to be the chilled person. Andre can be the asshole for once. And I'm yeah. just going to be here just chilling. And I almost feel like saying bro was like his security blanket to show everyone that uh, he's just chilling. Interesting. Okay. What yeah. do you think about that? Because I was like, yeah, it's like he's too chilled. He's too chilled. I think maybe it's the opposite, but I like your point of view. I think maybe it's the opposite. When people get nervous and uncomfortable, they say stupid shit, and he just kept saying, bro. True. Again, I think it was like a security blanket. We all have our little security blanket. Here's the other thing he kept saying. He was like, all y'all are trying to cancel me. You're trying to cancel me like I'm the toxic one in the family. Charlie, stop with the canceling talk because... First of all, you have to be relevant to be canceled in the first place. <laughs> that is true. Well, he was kind of relevant, like the big final of it. No one. No, that's uh, relevant as other 90 Day Stars, but. N- no one's canceling you, Charlie. Relax. So then Sean asks Jen who she thought started the fight. And Jen says, I think Charlie came in with a chip on his shoulder. A chip on his shoulder, a crack rock in his pocket. Um, and Charlie just goes, I. I had a smile on my face. <sighs> and then poor Asuelu tries to chime in. Oh my gosh, steam- I, I was cracking up. <laughs> he gets steamrolled <laughs> by Andre and Charlie. He like tries to get a few words in. Not sure exactly what he said. No one's giving you any space. No I one cares. write it down. But I just thought it was somewhat adorable. He was trying to it chime in. It was almost like, you know, when two adults are arguing and there is a child trying to it's like, mom, mm-hmm. mom. And you're literally ignoring the child because two grown-ups are talking. That's what they did to Azuelo. That's a good point. Yeah. And then Jovi goes, y'all are wrong to fight in front of your family like that. But it's clear you both wanted to fight before Charlie even walked in. And then my favorite comment. 
of this segment. <laughs> I know what you're going to say. Mike's like, I've been quiet for like an hour. I've been, I haven't said anything. I should, what should I, I should say something. I should speak up. Um, uh, what are you guys' pet peeves about each other? <laughs> Besides the money. Who says pet peeves? Like, what, what are you guys like? Well, imagine like you're fighting with someone and you're like, so like, what are your pet peeves? Peeve? This doesn't make any sense. Peeve would be an amazing name for a pet. Imagine, That's having, very true. imagine having a pet named Peeve. I would like, love that. Oh, this is my pet peeve. Oh, or just n- name it Pet Peeve. Yeah, it's a little on the nose. I think just naming it Peeve is better. I kind of like that. Let's yeah. put it put it in my notes for any future this is my pet possible peeve. pets. Oh, like, well, like, what bothers you about him? No, I love him. He's my pet peeve. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah. seriously, Pet Peeves. Like, pet does. Okay, I'm the foreigner here. English is my second language, as you guys can hear sometimes. Only sometimes. Only sometimes. But that's not what you ask. Like, my pet peeve is, like, sometimes I do weird stuff with my nails. I don't bite them. I just pick on them. That's my pet peeve, right? Well, that's my pet peeve. That's my pet peeve of you. Okay. A pet peeve is a little, like, yeah, a little something that bothers you. Annoyance. Annoyance, right? right, right. right. But that's still not the way to put it, but I loved I loved Mike. that Mike did it. I loved it. <laughs> I love that Mike did it. Of anyone, because if like Julia did it or something, you'd be like, "All right." Like the fact that Mike did it, Big Mike was like, "What's your pet peeves with, with each other?" <laughs> that was good. That was okay. good. I liked it. So then Andre says, "All the time you reek of alcohol, Charlie. You smell like alcohol all the time." And Charlie just goes, "Yeah, okay." Doesn't defend it at all. Yeah, and I'm telling you, I'm pretty sure Charlie's mission for this teller was i'm gonna be sober and chilled right because and he doesn't say anything andre keeps going like he's just toxic and andre keeps going on and on and on right yep charlie very very quiet I, yeah sean asks chuck if charlie's drinking has affected the family and chuck kind of skirts the issue saying drinking could have affected a few of the family gatherings but doesn't really point a finger at yeah. it but i Listen, Remember, very early on in the season, they went to a brewery with mm, Andre and Chuck. True. And Andre was like, are you sure we should be meeting here? Like, I knew that was very telling. I knew something was up when Andre said that. Yeah, I remember you saying it on one of our previous episodes because I did not pick up on it. Yeah. I thought it was interesting that you walk into a brewery with your water bottle. Right. But it's also it's hot in Florida, so I do carry water bottles too. Yeah, but you, you can get a water you don't need to carry something from the car to the restaurant unless you're bringing your own. Unless it was, maybe it was vodka. Maybe I was, was literally, I was literally just going to say did. that. He's like, "Oh, breweries don't sell hard alcohol. Charlie needs a drink." Mm. So okay, he brings up once again how everyone tried to cancel him. Nobody did. Relax, Charlie. Everyone's canceling their OnlyFans subscriptions to you and your wife's account, probably, but no one's trying to cancel you. Well, OnlyFans is a whole different thing. Apparently, no more porn. Yeah, it's still nudity. They're still going to let some nudity oh, fly, okay. which is good. So, so all is... the 90 days are still covered. I think they're good. They're still <laughs> covered. There is For still now. income happening. Yes, yes. So, okay, then Sean says, you got fired from the family business, right, Charlie? And he just kind of laughs it off. And Tiffany tries to make a point, but I didn't understand that. I'm not sure if you did. 
No, I, I didn't understand it. I, I didn't know. I don't either. I was hoping that you'll pick up on no, it. No, she made some weird point. <laughs> and my only thought was, all right, I could totally see Charlie and Ronald being good friends. Maybe, possibly, yeah, because with all the past issues. Yes. Yeah, I could see the two of them getting along quite well. So yeah. then Sean asks if Chuck has worked with Charlie recently, and he says no. And Charlie goes, whatever. I got my own business. And the camera cuts to Libby giving this look that was like, getting a BJ on OnlyFans isn't your own business. Like, we started that too. <laughs> Do that too. I, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I knew that Megan has an OnlyFans account. That's Charlie too? No, I think they collab on it. I think they collab on it. Who's oh, watching yeah. that? Seriously, who's watching that? Sick people. Very sick people. And if yeah. they weren't sick before they watched it, they got sick very shortly after. <laughs> yeah, I don't think out of all people in 90 Day, if I had to pay for someone on OnlyFans, it would definitely Chuck. not be... Oh, it would be Chuck. It would sure be Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, it would definitely not be Charlie. Definitely not. Let's move on before we get too personal. Oof, let's so, do that. So Sean tries to get Andre and Charlie to apologize that's not going to happen. They cut to break. Charlie says bro another 28 times. Basically tells the camera Chuck should stop crying and try to fix things with the family. Yes. And right before, before the break, after Sean asks about apologizing, Andre goes like, oh, hell no. But oh. Charlie, I almost feel like Charlie was, again, trying to show his cool. And he goes like, you know, I'm cool. I'm just here. I'm not holding grudges. Almost basically saying, like, yeah, sure, I would do it, but let's make Andre the bad guy. And hello, that's what happened. Because uh, now my boy Chuck is not pleased with Andre not wanting to even, like, apologize or talk about what happened. No, well, this segment ends with Andre telling the camera, we cut Charlie off, things got better. When we cut the sisters off, things will get even better. Oh, when Chuck sees that. Oh, I feel like someone else might be getting cut off. Uh-oh. Like, literally, like, it almost seems like Andre's ultimate mission is to cut everyone off oh, yeah. and just be like him, Libby, and Chuck. Yeah. The uh, little family. Absolutely. The little, happy little family. Okay, should we talk about Jovi and Yara? Let's talk about our lovebirds. Okay. No lovebird bench here, but... Sean starts with the issues in Miami that they're having. They roll the footage of the beach, the strip club, all the fighting. And mm-hmm. they, they cut back to set and Yara goes, that was our anniversary. <laughs> Which is crazy. It's ridiculous, Jovi. <laughs> it's like out of all the places in the world, you took her to a strip club on your anniversary? That Props to the editors because that is a... A long game joke that paid off big time. Oh yeah, in the oh, yeah. because they could have just included during the episode. Oh, it's our anniversary. We're going to Miami, mm-hmm. and we would have been pissed at Jovi then. But omitting that and then finding out that it was the anniversary <laughs> during the tell-all was hilarious. No, that was that was definitely great. I was going to say this, right? It would be okay, and it almost was okay that okay they went to a nice Russian dinner, cool. Then Yara agreed to the strip for the strip club. They went, still cool. But the second that she wanted to leave and Joey did not, 
even though he told her whenever you're ready to leave or leave, that's when it got real bad. And I felt bad for Yara. Well, here's my concern. I agree with you. And to add on to that, Jovi says he was just trying to spice things up to do something fun that they don't normally do. And my concern is you guys have been married for a year. This is your one-year anniversary, and you already need to spice things up? Mm, that's right? a good point. I get you. I understand you have a child, but it's been a year, and you already feel the need to go to that extreme of a strip club on your anniversary to spice things up. True. Well, again, Joby misses the funny era. So I feel like that's what he means by spicing things up. Almost like, oh, going back in time. You know how there's like <laughs> there's like the gold anniversary, the silver anniversary. Uh-huh. Like the flesh anniversary should be like 40 <laughs> years in. You mean the flesh anniversary when you go to a strip club? Yeah, like paper, nickel, gold, bronze. Like flesh should be way, like not year one. You so you're basically be... saying when you're 80, you yeah. should take you should take your spouse of 50 plus years yeah, or 60 if... plus years to a strip club. See if they're still alive. Yeah, then you can spice things up. But you shouldn't need to spice things up one year in. Okay, that's uh, that's an interesting point. You look forward to it, Teresa. We'll talk in 60 years. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so Sean asks if Yar would really take Mila back to Ukraine, and she says, "Of course." I don't think it's healthy for a baby to see all of this fighting. You know what I found interesting? Yara keeps saying mama, mama. Mm-hmm. And first I was like, okay, she's to New Orleans. But, you know, my, my mama, right? This is like a southern accent, right? <laughs> but then it's like, ma, my mama raised me, right? Like Forrest Gump. Okay. Right? But then natalie says mama too and i realized they say mama because that would be saying check too oh my mama i thought you said mom mommy yeah i call her mommy but if i talk about her i would say mama oh and tati i would say mommy tati mama maminka but similar again check is not russian or ukrainian but some of the words are similar so i almost feel like they might use it in this sense not in the southern sense that makes sense okay well you translated that. You made sense of that. Try to make sense of, I don't think it's healthy for a baby to see all this fighting, but I do think it's healthy to keep a baby from its father. You're just going to take it, take both of your children to Ukraine? No, she didn't say that. She did say that, but she, and I was like, oh, that's not right. But then she added, I would not want to divorce Jovi, but as Jovi's out every month or every two months, right? Then instead of flying to America, he could fly to Ukraine. Because, again, okay. he doesn't work during that time off, right? It's not like, oh, he has to come back to the States to do his job. No, he did his job when she was alone. Obviously, we have to be bouncing back and forth to see Gwen and and his family. But I can totally see that. Why, instead of flying to back to New Orleans, just fly to Ukraine? And I can totally understand that. That makes sense. Yeah, your home base could be anywhere. Yeah, so that's, that's why I said, oh, yeah, I agree with it. If that wasn't the case... No, absolutely not. You should keep your family together, especially when that's what she wants to do. She doesn't want to divorce him, right? Okay, good point. But that makes sense to me. Plus one for Teresa. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, so then they bring in Yara's bestie, Mama Gwen. I love that dynamic. Yeah, well, so... Dynamic duo. Okay. Gwen says he th- she thinks Jovi has a lot of growing up to do. And she says... 
he can't use the excuse no more like i've been on the boat for a month so when i get off i want to do what i want i want to go wild now when he gets off he's got a family and joby says he knows gwen's right i know my mom is right but it's not easy he says it's not an easy adjustment to make yep that's definitely not i get it you're a new parent but it's an adjustment you have to make absolutely and And you cannot like I don't even, I can't even imagine. I'm not a mom. It's going to happen eventually. Maybe one day we'll talk about it. But I'm sure it's not going to be easy. But it's something that will need to happen for both of us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's again, it's not supposed to be easy. If it was that easy, then yeah, that would, there would just not be nothing interesting about it. You're bringing a new life to this world. It should not be easy. Well, and I get it. Joby has unusual circumstances not many of us go away for a month or two at a time and then come back and who knows what living conditions are like on the boat maybe you can't drink alcohol maybe there's no good food maybe there's no entertainment and so when you get off the boat you're probably like all i want to do is drink and eat good food and and you can't you got to stay home and raise your kid so i get that his circumstances are probably difficult but you got to do what you got to do true but they can still have fun even though you have a baby they can still do things. They can drink at home. They can have fun. Like, you can enjoy your time even with a baby. It doesn't mean you have to go to a strip club every weekend like Jovi would like. Mm. But you can find a fun things to do. Just play bar at home. I don't oh. know. Make some drinks. <laughs> you know? So, yeah. so many things you I'm, can do. I'm sure Jovi would be happy with a Bud Light. So I don't even think it's that complicated. So have a Bud Light at home. Build a bar. <laughs> so then they talk a little bit about... Yara maybe being too attached to Myla. You know, we've discussed it before. They mm-hmm. only had each other during COVID. So, of course, they formed this bond that nobody else has. You know, we've talked about it. Nothing too groundbreaking there. But then Sean asks if Jovi and Yara are planning on having more kids. And they laugh a little. The little nervous laughter. Mm. And Yara goes, I don't, I don't have, uh, how you say, period for a while. I haven't had my period for a while. Few months. And Sean's like, oh, what? You haven't had your period in uh, how long? Yeah, two months. And Andre, okay, Mr. Dad over here is like, did you test? Did you test? <laughs> That's my favorite part of pregnancy is when Libby pees on sticks. Did you <laughs> Did you test? <laughs> I did think for a second we were going to have like a Maury Povich moment where they brought out the stick. And we found out right then and there. But we that would just not be okay. It would not be okay. That would be bonus content on Discovery Plus. Probably Yara peeing on the stick. But we did yeah, definitely on Discovery Plus. Go to DLC. (laughs) We did not get that on the Learning Channel. Yeah, and so Gwen's like, "Yeah, Yara's more emotional than usual tonight." Uh, Yara, Yara, you're pregnant. Yara, you pregnant? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, shout out to Mama Gwen and her directness and honesty. We love that about you. We sure do. She is the best TV mama. So then Sean asks if Yara wants to be pregnant, and Joby doesn't even let her answer. He shakes his head no and says, not yet. And Yara says, well, if I am pregnant, I'd move back to the Ukraine and be with my mom. But she justified it, and I just said it too. No, that makes Why sense. Why she would do it and how it would work, literally, and that makes sense to me, at least. Here's my big Big, big, big question. Okay. How come we have never seen Yara's parents 
She talks about mom all the time now. We haven't seen Yara's parents in two seasons. We've seen Julia's parents. We've seen Natalie's mom. We saw Angela's mom when she was dying. And we haven't seen either of Yara's parents. Maybe they don't want to be involved. I, I know, but it's crazy. Like, Mama Gwen is literally a star of this show. She sure is. But again, maybe Yara's parents don't want to be involved in this. Maybe, maybe. she doesn't want them to be involved in uh, this. Yeah, maybe. You think after two seasons, you'd you'd get one Skype call. You know, you'd get one little glimpse of them. I'm sure maybe there is a footage, but nothing really was interesting going about that conversation. Like when when Allie calls Nelia, there's always something, right? Right. And Julia's parents were on when they were getting married. Yeah. Which is interesting because Joby and Yara did get married in the US too. Hmm. That's what I'm saying. Not like one glimpse of them. Yeah, maybe they just didn't want to be on the show, and that's, that's fine. That's got to be it. Or Yara's embarrassed of her parents. Like, uh, no, like, no, mom, you're going to say something stupid. You're going to embarrass me. There's no, yep, you're not getting on this show. I got an image to uphold here. But yeah. after Yara says, you know, she would pack up her kids and move to Ukraine, our boy Ronald, <laughs> thinking that he's going to find a soulmate, yeah. And this cast member saying, Joey, what did you fight for your family? <laughs> and I love Joey for this because he said, that's different. That would be different. And I, you know, I could be traveling to Ukraine. We would figure you, it out. You wouldn't try to kidnap her? You'd let her go? Oof. Okay. All right. <laughs> different strokes. It's like, Ronald, dude, that's, that's just a whole, your thing. Just keep it to yourself. Don't give other people any ideas because it's just wrong. So that's Jovi and Yara, right? That's Jovi and Yara. All right, one final couple. Kalani. Final couple. Kalani and Asuelu. And Sean starts with the whole talk about moving to Samoa. Sean asks Kalani why she's so against the idea of moving. And Kalani basically says, well, we talked about where we we were going to live originally. And we decided we're living in the States. And we both said it, and we both agreed to it, and now it seems like he's going back on his word. And it makes more sense. Like, you have more opportunities here. Oh, for, for sure. For the kids. For sure. Someone to, someone to help you. And again, like, Asuel's mom was already in the U.S. She wasn't in Samoa before. So if they moved to Samoa... They would have no one there. And I guess Tammy. Tammy is over. Yeah, here in I mean, the I guess Azo has eight more siblings. <laughs> but yeah, I don't see. I don't. I don't see why he would want to move back. Besides no. him thinking that you just live bill free, and you just eat off the ground, whatever the earth gives you, which is not true. Yes, it's not true. So, but yeah, this this whole thing doesn't make sense to me. The thing Aswilu says he wants is for Kalani to learn what women do in Samoa, like clean inside the house. You know, women. He basically clean. said women do nothing; they just sit at home, maybe clean a little. The men wait, hunt. They wait for the men who hunt and who pick all the blueberries from bushes and potatoes from the ground. I don't know what else is in Samoa, but <laughs> well, that's then- the lie. Tiffany, oh, sweet, sweet Tiffany, goes, this sounds a little misogynistic. And Tiffany was so hesitant to say that because she knew she was going to get ripped for calling mm-hmm. another guy misogynistic when she lets Ronald do whatever oh, yeah. he does. Like, Ronald's the most misogynistic person I've ever seen, met, anything, heard of. Very true. 
And here's Tiffany saying Asuelo is misogynistic. Well, I don't think he has... He is very far from Ronald. Oh, very far. And I feel like if he is misogynistic, this was his only moment. Because otherwise, he's more hes more of a child. Right. I don't well, even what, think he understood the word. What was the thing about him not having an electric oven? So hes is he like scared to cook because he's never had it's an electric? It's just an excuse. And literally everyone <laughs> gave him a shit about it. It's like, no, asshole, you're trying to find an excuse. Right. Because... As I was saying, oh, in Samoa, you know, the real, the real women are at home, they cook. I mean, they cook, they clean, but the real men, they take care of the food. And Connie goes like, why don't you cook for me then? Right. I, I and as I was like, I, I'm scared of the oven electric. Right. It's like, is that your, because they smoke the food outside, I guess they grill. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and and use easy bake ovens. I could see Oswelo using easy bake oven. That's Not even probably... that, he's probably scared. <laughs> Oswelo is an easy baked oven because he always oh, looks yeah. high out of his mind. He does. But then he speaks up and you think he's five. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Well, anyways, his excuse did not fly. <laughs> so then we bring in Kalini wearing Angela's jumpsuit. Wearing Angela's jumpsuit properly. That's how it should yes. look. That looked nice. Yeah, she always looks fantastic. It was That's... also like H- that jumpsuit. I'm sorry to say it, but probably more age appropriate for Colini than yes. for Angela. That Colini is an OnlyFans I would subscribe to. I'd be, you know, very huh? beautiful. Yeah, very beautiful woman. In that case, I'm subscribing for Chuck. Okay. Well, I think he's an OnlyFans. I think Colini really has an OnlyFans. No, I'm um, kidding. I mean, Chuck is my boy, but I don't need to see him. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to see I'll be him. honest. Okay. So then, so Kalini comes out. Sean asks her thoughts on Asuelu wanting to move him and Kalani to Samoa. And Kalini just goes, oh, that's new. And Kalini doesn't think Kalani should move. She says Kalani has visited Samoa. That's enough. Right. And thinks that's why I was trying to make Kalani even more submissive. And she's just not, she's not having that at all. No. And honestly, with Kalani's personality, there is no way they will ever move to Samoa. No. Because Kalani's going to put her foot down. And lately, it seems like Aso is siding with his family, aka Kalani and the kids, which is good too. Which is great so, because yeah. they have children. They're getting support here in the states if they mm-hmm. move to samoa they would not have anywhere near the support that they get here in the states so i That's think they need true. to i think they need to stay put but speaking of mom and sister sean goes so we have Oswelo's mom and sister in studio today and Oswelo just starts cursing it's like <laughs> beep, I, know. Beep, beep. I was right? surprised he doesn't really curse Oh, yeah. Unlike was, other cast members, yes. Tammy goes, if Kalani come after me, that Christmas will be nothing. Like, she's already at 100, right? She's already Charlie-level mad. Maybe she should hang out with Charlie, like Lassina should hang out with Lydia. I, I think there are all these like personalities on the show from different couples who probably would have a lot to say to each other. I could see that. Okay, so mm-hmm. out come Lassina and Tammy. Kalani is already in tears. Right from the get-go. And this is the first time Kalani has seen either of them since Christmas. 
and mm-hmm. she is pissed. She has nothing to say to them. So cue the Christmas footage and Asuelo gifting Kalani that baby blanket. We see the fight, all, mm-hmm. of that, all of that. Again, footage that never gets old. The tackle. The tackle felt around the, the world. Tackle. The preemptive tackle felt around the world. Yeah. And then Sean Robinson goes like, wow, <laughs> what a Christmas. What a Christmas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so then Sean asks if Kalani still wants Asuelo to cut off the relationship with Lucina and Tammy. And Kalani says, in Samoan culture, there's nothing you could do that would lead someone to cutting off their mother. But Kalani feels like lines were crossed. Mm-hmm. Something needs to be done. So then here we go. Tammy starts arguing about Asuelu, kicking Lucina out of the house, saying, that's your mom. Like You don't treat your mom like that. You should not be kicking her out of the house. It's not how you were raised. That's not our culture. It's not what you do. And Asuelu, good for him, steps up and says it was disrespectful that mm-hmm. Lucina told him to find a new wife to have another baby with. Yeah, I was like, go Asuelu. After everything he's been through, all these ups and downs, when he acted like kid and didn't stand up for his family, he's finally doing it. And he's been doing it for a while. Yeah. But I'm glad he's doing it on the tell because that was one of Kalani's issues. She was thinking, okay, if Lasina and Tammy walk into this tell-all, Asa was going to side with them. Yeah, that was a, that was that a big was moment. Surprise, surprise. That was a big moment. That was a big moment for him. That was a mature moment for him. And I was glad to see that. For and- sure. He continues on and says, I'm choosing what is right. I'm choosing to do what's right. We already have two kids. and Which is true. Two yeah. is a good amount. It's a decent amount of kids. Two is, yeah, I'm sure two is right? a, a handful. Right. Two is better than one. So then Ronald chimes in defending Kalani and Asuelu, <laughs> saying they didn't put a time stamp on it. They didn't say they're never going to have kids. They just said right now. You know, they don't feel the rush, the urgency to have another child in this moment. And that's okay. Yeah. And that's okay. You know why I love when I said two is better than one? Remember why? the beaver song on how I met your mother? Yeah, two beavers are better than better one. Than one. <laughs> Twice as fun. <laughs> Tell everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So... Kalani even says, yeah, at the time, I'm not ready, but maybe in the future, we will be. And that's okay. That's that's all That's all Asina should ever like ask for. Right. Like, there might be, but if there is not, you have two grandchildren already. Like, Tammy has two kids. Like, hello, Tammy, why don't you reproduce? Well, in Tammy's whole defense is, at one point, Asuelu said he wanted more kids. He said he wanted a daughter. Okay, well, that was at one point, Tammy. Maybe in this new period of yeah. time he changed his mind like is he not allowed to change his mind maybe now he doesn't want yeah. a daughter I w- yeah totally like you can say that you want something in the future doesn't mean that oh that has to happen right away if it doesn't happen that's it right. find a new wife like right. who, who says that like, if and i i love your mom to death but if your mom said this to you i would be really sad oh for sure the other way same goes for my parents completely so, Asuelu says he thinks Tammy is selfish and should apologize to everyone. Doesn't happen. Natalie pipes up and goes, you're not allowed to push your mama. She'll be next to you your whole life. 
Natalie has the second childish voice right after Azuelo. Mm-hmm. That she sounds like she... If Azuelo sounds like he's five, Natalie probably sounds she's like seven and a half. Because she goes like, you don't push your mama. You don't push your mama. It's like, dude, like, talk like you are 35. Right, right. <laughs> so then Tiffany adds her thoughts about there should be mutual respect. And if Asuelo didn't kick Lucina out, things would have gotten even worse. So she's siding with Asuelo and Kalani there. Jovi tells Tammy it sounded like she just wants to fight with anyone. Mm-hmm. Yara then, chimes in oh, too. Yeah. So Yara chimes in. Her and Tammy start getting into it. And Yara just sh- shuts it down with, oh, honey, please. Yeah, because Tammy's like, don't let me come at you. It's like, Tammy, A, what are you doing? B, Yara might be pregnant. Really? Yeah. But Yara, Yara doesn't have it. She's like, oh, honey, please, like, stop it. And and I was, like, nodding my head this whole time, and I was uh, liking what I was hearing. And then Kalani goes, wait, why are you saying he laid hands on his mom? He didn't. And I was like, how do you, what party were you at, Kalani? <laughs> and Sean goes, we have the tape. Let's take a closer look. And I, I don't understand why they didn't do this in slow-mo. <laughs> the tackle. Imagine the slow-mo tackle so they could really study it. Right, like doing the markers, X's, and O's oh, on the yeah, screen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like hockey. You didn't need it in slow-mo. You could see it clearly. He came out of nowhere, and, and he got his hands and his full body on his mom. But he did save the situation. It would it would have been a mess. If he didn't, Tammy would probably jump someone. Lucina would try to jump someone, but she's old. <laughs> she might have broken a hip. That would be a whole thing. Like, I think what Azul did, that was a good tackle. That was a good tackle. <laughs> Clean tackle. He saved the day. Kalani should be a defense attorney because she was like, he's carrying her. He's not pushing here. There's a difference. He was carrying her. Like, he didn't, like, jump at her, so she went down to the floor. Like, it wasn't American football. He just, like, grabbed her and moved her outside. Right. <laughs> Did you see the clip? There is this moment when he's, like, pushing Lucina out the door. And Lucina goes, like, what? No. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I love that. So and, good. And I'm glad we got to see twice. The always, the always classic Kalini <laughs> just goes, he, he had you escorted out. You were escorted out. <laughs> it's a nice way to put it, but yeah. I mean, it would have been a mess. Come on, it was Christmas time. <laughs> and then Lucina just goes, Asuelo, you must apologize to me because I love you. You apologize to your mom. Apologize to your <laughs> Come here. Apologize to your mom. Apologize to your mom. You're good. Yeah, Kalani's good. like, for what? And Tammy just says, because he's a spoiled brat in America now. So it's like, you should apologize to your mom for right. your childhood? Right. Ugh. Tammy doesn't make any sense. I feel like Tammy's just like trying. She's like a drowning <sighs> person just trying to grab onto something to stay above the water. Yeah, someone should cancel Tammy. <laughs> so then oh, Sean, Tammy. Sean just ends by asking if Asuelu can repair the relationship with Lucina. And he says, it's going to take me some time to think about it. Well, Lucina thinks he's so weak. He's a baby. He is he is a baby mentally. Um his his verbally. mindset is a baby. His yeah, mindset is a baby. He's absolutely a baby. But Lucina is hopeful that he'll apologize because tomorrow is another day, which is nice. Like whatever's going on between you and your parents, you should always try to repair it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it cannot happen right away, but you should never cancel your parents. 
No, but your parents can also realize if they were out of line and apologize to you too. And I think Lucina was a bit out of line as well. Yes, yes. I also think that if there was no Tammy, that would have been very different. Sure. They would probably hug it out and it would have been better. But (laughs) I feel like Tammy is this like puppet masters behind Lucina. And she always like, Adds a little oil into the fire. Oh, yeah. She's a troublemaker. She likes, oh, to, stir, she sure she likes is. to stir the pot. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's basically it until mm-hmm. maybe my my favorite part of this entire tell-all. When right before it ends, Sean goes, before we go, we want to know, Mike and Natalie, is the relationship over? And it's quiet. And one by one, Mike goes, yeah. And then Natalie goes, yes. And then Ronald goes, sorry to hear, guys. <laughs> Ronald just chiming in every once in a while at the at the most perfect moments. I laughed, too. I was like, wow. Okay, okay Ronald. Ronald. Ronald with the Ronald. last word. <laughs> like Ronald had one session with the pastor, and now he thinks he can be the consultant. <laughs> so good. Thank you, Ronald. So that's it. That is the tell-all part two. That is the entire season six of Happily Ever done After. This season six. Can you believe that? It was. I thought it was a good season. I know some yeah, people good. felt otherwise. I thought overall it was strong. It kept our attention for I don't know, sixteen, seventeen episodes. Mm-hmm. I thought it was good. Yeah, I thought it was good too. I thought it was good. And I'm excited for a new season for new couples. A little disappointed that they keep bringing some old couples back for the before the 90 day no oh the, the other, other way yeah. okay. submit, submit couples yeah some yeah. old couples submit couples we don't exactly. want either, don't exactly either of those. those exactly those like i don't get it yeah i guess i'll pee during that segment but the other way is coming up next and it is coming with a couple new couples which, which we love that's what i'm excited about i'm excited yeah. to learn some new stories because that's why i love the caribbean is it caribbean love Oh, it's 90 Day Fiance, Caribbean Love, a yeah. fairy tale story brought to you by we TLC. Lo- yeah. like, we just watch it for fun, but I love it because there are new couples, brand new stories. There is nothing that's been repeated. New and locations. It's fabulous. Yeah, it's great. But we're not covering that. We watch that for our own sanity and enjoyment. Mm-hmm. Our the guilty other, pleasure for fun. The other way we will be covering for sure, and that starts this Sunday. Woohoo! Excited. Get excited, folks. Okay. Yay. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> I was just going to make some like woohoo sound. Make so we it. cut that off. Make it. Woohoo! Okay. So speaking speaking of sound, again, sorry if the sound wasn't perfect, um, but I, we hope it was good enough. We hope it was an enjoyable episode. Again, we are sheltered in place in Connecticut. We are in our makeshift bunker slash recording studio yeah, if you guys heard some running water it's probably someone went to the bathroom and flushed <laughs> i don't think you, i don't think you could hear that but i'm glad they flushed just saying glad just they saying flushed. yeah so again uh that's that's what that is but thank you for listening as always and thank you to all the new listeners that we've interacted with and and met thanks to the pink shade podcast so yeah, that was so much fun. Yeah, glad you're over here checking this out and hope you enjoy it as well. You can never have too many 90-day podcasts. Very, that's how I feel. Yeah, you can never, can never have too many true. 90 spinoffs or podcasts. True statement. Okay, so speaking of the podcast, make sure you follow it wherever you're listening. If you're on Apple, 
That's the, that's the plus sign in the top right-hand corner. It is following out. It's not subscribing. All you have to do to follow the podcast is look down at that plus sign and smash the follow button. Hey, guys. Smash it like it's super-duper spicy margarita I'm about to have hot. Ooh, look at that. That's a good one. Yeah, that's I had great. a minute to think about it. See? I wish I did this at the beginning. Giving people a reason to listen through the entire podcast. Listen to the end because you never know what you're going to get. You never know what you're going to get, how hot my button's going to be. But Ooh, hello. <laughs> just to say, oh, that sounded a little dirty. It's always well, very hot. Anyways, guys, if you think of anything else that's super hot as the button that you should smash, tell us. Either message us on Instagram or leave it a review and tell us how hot the button should be. I love how we're giving more and more responsibility and work to our listeners. We're like, if you could come up with some... <laughs> Something for the the button uh, heat, and if you could let us know if you have any by the ways, and if you you know send us your pets in box. Listen, I think people like to get with us, share their ideas, and we love hearing from them. So I feel like it's a win win situation. Very true. Listen, you don't have to if you don't if you like my hot buttons, then just keep your hot buttons to yourself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just say okay. Yeah, as Therese already said, if you haven't left a review, if you could, rating and review, especially if you listen on Apple Podcasts, that means a lot to us. So thank you for that. And make sure to follow us on Instagram at 90 Day Crazy in Love. Yes, please do so because that's where the fun is. Well, the fun's here too. Well, obviously, podcast. <laughs> the podcast is the main fun, guys. Does not forget yes. that. But, but Instagram is it's a big fun. fun. You can talk to us. We go live. We post memes that we come up with. Absolutely. Original memes. OG memes. OG memes. Thank you. Thank you for using my phrase. All right. I think that's it. I think we have said it all. We definitely did. Have you you said it all? I've said it all. All right. That means we will talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.